1: Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pearce, and I am here with the legend himself, co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi, Damo. Hello, Marcus. Lovely. Great. Thank you for that
0: excellent introduction. I'm. Oh. I, I was thinking, what's he going to do
1: today? Because it's, it's, it's generic today because we've got a very it could only message. be generic which I'd like to introduce in a moment. But I must say, Damo, that this episode is proudly brought to you by the 2016 Greek Island Ikaria Longevity Retreat. If you'd like to learn more about joining Damo and myself on an intimate uh, trip to the Greek island of Ikaria, the beautiful blue zone, then go to www.100notout.com. That's 100notout.com and register your interest. Damo, mm. nice. we have got one of the most special guests I think we'll ever have on the ever. podcast.
0: Yep, I agree.
1: Um, Just over 70 years ago, Eddie Jaku walked out of Auschwitz after nearly 10 years on the run from the Nazis. This inspiring individual was one of the lucky ones. Nearly 6 million Jews died during the Holocaust. And Eddie, in 1950, moved to Australia shortly after the war to start a new life. Mm. Eddie, today is almost 95. He lives an incredibly rich and meaningful life today in Sydney where he volunteers at the Jewish Museum Mm. and ensures the memories and legacy of the Holocaust story will continue on for generations to come. Eddie Jaku, it's a very humbling and warm welcome to you on 100 Not Out. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be able to speak to your audience because uh, as many people as we can make Aware of what happened uh, would be better for the world, for all the world together. Uh, We are all we are all humans, and uh, we all have. I believe everyone is made half good and half bad, and we have made must make sure that the bad don't take over. There are plenty of fanatics in the human race, and fanatics are no good for a democratic society. That's a great point. I'm not doing, I'm not speaking for, on my behalf. I speak for the, as you just mentioned, six million or many more millions have been killed because of their idea, of their religion, of Mm. their look or Mm. their color. Mm. And this must be eliminated. We have to strive to make this world a better place for everyone. That's true. it It is easy. As I said to your friend, in French, we say, l'union fait la force. Together, we are strong. Alone, we are nothing. I am a very happy man. I sing in the morning because I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> because Auschwitz is a camp where every day can be your last day. I have been in several camps, as you know, through my story. But Auschwitz is the, real, the, the bottom of the hell. I never thought that I will have one day a wife and children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And even that I cry sometimes because I lost a very large, beautiful family, Mm. many uncles. My children never had grandparents, cousins, and all this. And I asked myself why. But I can't change it. So there is two ways. When I came out of Auschwitz, When I escaped and I lived for two and a half months in a cave in Germany, in the in the forest, and eating snails and slugs was my food. I realized that if I stay alive, I have to forget about. For thirty years, I didn't speak to no one, not to my family, no one. And then suddenly, the Holocaust survivor in Sydney. We came together in 1982 we established a little association, the Holocaust, Australian Holocaust survivors, and we started talking. Because this is a story. This is no story. This is my life. And I don't know, and I will never have this question answered. Why? I teach thousands and thousands of children. Never do to anyone what you don't want to have done to you. But I can tell you, School children, their lessons don't start at school, they start at home. I have to get all the parents and all the others of this country together to help me and help them to make this world and this country free of fanatics. Fanatics are no good in a democratic society. Even if you don't agree with me, you are still my friend. You are a human. We are human, because in Europe, in France, a critic is a service, not an offense, like in Australia sometimes. When I show you something to do better, you have to be grateful, because I like you, that I criticize you. Otherwise, I would walk away and do nothing. And this is what I want to teach. Maybe I'm successful, because you mentioned I'm 95, so we don't know how much time I still have left, I hope a few years. And I will I have a wonderful family. I was probably the hardest father you can imagine. My two sons got plenty smacks, but they love me because I never punish them without a reason. You must be very careful. Also, I want to teach the world that sometimes it's better not to answer. Especially the children today have lost respect and patience. The world was not created in one day. It takes a long time. And they have to be grateful when the parents pay them to go to high school. They sacrifice a lot of things for their children. But not always today with the upbringing of modern society do they get the reward. Some children, yes some children know. I said that yesterday I had a big school in the museum and I said to the children with whom you fight, with whom you argue, with the people who love you more than you ever will think. And I said your greatest asset you will ever own is your parents.
1: Eddie, can I ask you a question? I'm sorry. Yes, please. Um, I'd like to ask you a question. This is something that I find remarkable. You've said that You've been quoted as saying that there is no revenge. Staying alive is the revenge. If you don't agree with someone, don't argue. Um, people don't have to fight. That is for animals, for they can't speak. But even if you don't agree with me, you are still my friend. And you said that it took about 30 years for you to begin talking yeah. about the Holocaust. But how long did it take you and how do you think you got to this, uh, supposed philosophy where you can talk about your experience with such grace?
2: Yeah, of course, you see, things like this is not very pleasant. And you don't know, even your own child can misinterpret. Because some people say, why didn't you resist? There are some people, why did you walk into the gas chamber? Who knew what the gas chamber is? Who do you know when you walk in what is happening to? It looks like a shower, a big shower, so everybody gets washed or disinfected. What do you know? So, no, there is there no, why well, I'm saying there is no revenge. If you if kill you, somebody of my family, and I kill one of your family, what did what that did make me better? You are a murderer, are, and I'm a murderer. There, there is laws, and the laws we cannot then take then in our, our hands. This is the difference between animals and humans. You see? And, and why I wanted, why I waited 30 years is also that I didn't want my children to feel anything, anything from the horror that, that was going uh, on uh, afflicted to me. And, and it's not, not fair they to bring children good. up and show and them would, what, what can, them can happen and, and bad people. I want to show, show them that all the, the world is good, good. and when and they're when adults, they can learn.
1: So do your children know that you were a Holocaust survivor growing up or like how, how, was it, how was it brought up in the family dynamic?
2: Yes. Well, I can tell you that I can never speak to my children by themselves because when I look in the face of my older son Michael, I see my father, and then I get very sad and I can't talk anymore because wow. my father died in a gas chamber, only aged 49, my mum 43, and this is an, an enormous, even now after so many years. I say, why did that happen to them? At least would they shoot them, they'd be dead in 30 seconds or one minute. They had to suffocate at 20 minutes before they were dead. Why? Mm. Who, who as a country like Germany, which is a society of Goethe and Schiller, of Beethoven and Mozart, how people can become such terrorists, such bastards, excuse me? I don't understand. I don't understand what a man who kills children, uh, knocking their head on the wall and then go home and sit opposite his wife and his own children. Doesn't he feel anything? Isn't there no, isn't it that humans feel something? We are with flesh and blood. Why? Don't
0: Eddie, one of the, Eddie, one of the, this is Damien here. One of the um, most amazing things, and both Marcus and I read your story with with keen interest. And um, and I live in an area. I live just near Caulfield in uh, in Melbourne. So I'm touched by very many Jewish people. A lot of my friends are Jewish. And one of the more incredible things um, that I've observed, uh, in particular with your story, is your ability to have um, absolute resolve that the world can be a better place, which we all agree, and we all and we all love that. Um, that viewpoint. And when I look at the photos of you, Eddie, you still look so young. You still look so vital and your voice doesn't <laughs> sound old. And, and I'd like to know, I would like to know how, how do you maintain your youth, um, so that you can continue to, you know, talk and, and teach people your message? How, how do you maintain your, okay. your, your youthfulness?
2: I tell you, first of all, I can't change. As I said before, I can't change. What happened has happened. It will not make me... If my revenge is I'm not getting sick because thinking of this. There are many Holocaust survivors. They're still in the camp. They've never been liberated. They mm-hmm. continue the nightmare. They have yeah. children. They yeah. don't know why we have children. Yeah. They don't give it to the children what they deserve. They shouldn't have children and things like that. And they're going to die. They speak about... To the children, why don 't you eat this? i didn 't get that in auschwitz that 's wrong. Auschwitz is gone. I want you to bring to you the knowledge what can happen if people don 't care. You see, I have now tried to find out what happened. I speak to German. I give German schools, a tour in the museum in German. I give French and the French children in french <clears throat> and I found out that Germans are fanatics of discipline. They don't question an order. They say to befair means to your order. And they do what they're told. And also discipline too far. If you come with dirty shoes in Germany in school, you get you used to get two canes. If a button was missing of your uniform, three canes. And This is too far. This is what I like in France. A Frenchman gets the order to shoot me. He looks at me and he asks his commander, what has he done? If the commander hasn't got a good answer, the Frenchman will put down his gun, tells his commander, you shoot yourself. This would never happen in Germany. Mm. I swear to you. Eddie, can I ask? Can I yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: so I just I just want to ask you I had a beautiful conversation um with your gorgeous wife yesterday and we really <laughs> did we we spoke for about half an hour and she shared with me some amazing stories and one of them in particular and I feel like this must be a really big part of of your life purpose is that she Definitely. told me of a of a German woman who came into the Jewish museum and revealed to you that she was the granddaughter of an SS guard and um yes she was he, She'd never been explained? she family never spoken to
2: her about it and, and you helped her? Fifty years ago, I wouldn't have. But she got, there was a picture on the 6th of, of January in the um, in the uh, Daily Telegraph on a Saturday. And she saw that picture. She sent a message, an email to the museum if uh, I would contact her. And I contact her and we met. And that was an amazing, an amazing meeting. I have never seen an elegant, pretty woman, tall and so ashamed what happened. She stepped on, she sent me a beautiful card and she says, even that it was not my fault, I was not born. I feel ashamed and I have no words, as you say, to explain how and why it happened? how people become like this and follow a madman, how intelligent, educated professionals, doctors, lawyers, dentists, scientists follow a man like Adolf Hitler. How is it possible? And I can tell you now that Germany will have this burden for the rest of the existence of the world. You don't do that. There is no excuse. You cannot take a life and then give somebody else a life. It's not possible. That's what I want to bring to this society here where I live. And you asked me also how. First of all, it is your moral. If you lose your moral, you're bad, you're dead. Your moral has to continue to strive for better. You have a wonderful life. I see my food in front of me, and I am happy. My wife is a wonderful cook. This is the most important in life, that is eat quality, not quantity. Eat fresh food, and vegetables, and all this. And then it is your attitude. As I appreciate every little thing, the flowers, the sunshine, your beautiful beaches, When I walk there, I say, how lucky I am. I am here. And this gives me the best medicine. My doctor said, what you give yourself, no one can give to you. Satisfied with what you have. I don't care what my neighbor has. I don't know the trouble he has. Maybe he has more money, but that doesn't matter. My car is a car, a tool to take me from one end, from A to B. I don't care if the other one drives a dime or a Rolls-Royce. This is not important in life. In life, is important your health, your surrounding, your family. You must naturally strive to have a nice house or whatever you can have. And it hasn't got to be a castle. We're not born with castles. Our ancestors probably lived in little caves or something. So... You ask me, that is the most important. I enjoy to go with my friend or somebody for have a coffee and a cake. You know, I enjoy that. (laughs) And this satisfaction is like medicine. This is why I'm glad, thanks God. I look good, I feel good, I walk fast. (laughs) Now when the people ask me, why do you walk so fast? I say, when you're 95, you don't know. How long do you have, <laughs> so, <laughs> you see, and this is what this is life all about. It's not the big things, the big things you cannot change, it's the little things who make you happy. me at least. Uh-huh. And I think anybody who takes this mentality an attitude, we look good, we feel good. we can beat sometimes some cancer and some horrible things because they are terrible and I wish to know one. But I what I want to say to people is to care. You see, when I we had a seminar in the museum a few weeks ago and there were four scientists from Germany. And I wanted them I interviewed them and I agree with them. They told me half the German people in every city were Nazis. They followed a madman. And half didn't care. This is the people who brought this onto Germany. The ones who didn't care. Because once you become a convinced Nazi, then you do what they, what they want you to do. Mm. But the other people who didn't care, they didn't care about nothing. That is the trouble. Mm. And here also, when you see somebody on the street falling, you have to help and things like that. Don't say it's not my business. This is our business. The country is only as good as its people. Yes. Mr. Abbott is a manager, but we are the people. The people is Australia, and it's all up to, if everyone takes care, I can assure you, we all will go wonderful. We'll have a wonderful world. We have a wonderful country, and we have a wonderful relationship. But because we don't care, we want everything for ourselves. It's egoists. You see, I say, my wife is Greek and she's hot blooded. Sometimes she shouts. <laughs> I don't answer because any ambassador can go and answer. I need a smart one. Don't answer. But then she's sorry. Why did she shout? And things like that. And I teach that my parents, my family, my children, My daughter will say, with your son, I can never have an argument, because he doesn't answer. He doesn't want to argue, because we don't. If you shout, that means you're not ready to argue. Argue is discussing, and if the end, we shake hands, we're still friends. This is my problem, maybe, but this is my advice.
1: Okay, we'll leave it there on part one of this interview with Eddie Jarku. Remember, folks, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can provide in any number of ways. The best is to go to our website at thewellnesscatch.com forward slash 100 not out. Also, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. That is all letters. Remember, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Check us out at thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life.